the Let's Go Racing Family Podcast, sharing our love through NASCAR, running, and just racing through life. Hosted by Sebastian, Giovanni, Karen, Tony, and me, Johan. Each week, we'll talk about our view of the world through the lens of racing. And to start off, we have um, episode three, I believe, of our podcast. Technically two, but we can call it three. All right, yeah, and um, no, race. actually, no, it is two. It is two. This is episode two. Welcome to our second episode, and boys, it's exciting. We have our third iRacing event, which was a real doozy here at uh, Bristol. We saw some action pack racing, a lot of aggression on this track. Well, it was a honestly short race with it being a 150-lap race at such a short track. Was disappointing in the length, at least for me. We did see a lot of. What do you What do you mean it was disappointing in the length? Like I just wish the race was longer, and it would. I think it would have been even more enjoyable. All of those wrecks were yeah. torture enough. You wanted to see more and more wrecks I because wanted, they I clearly more laps had not figured out how to run without wrecking. I would have been fine with two hundred laps. I just mean, give me that. You should be glad. You should. You're lucky that you got a longer race because if no, if everybody didn't wreck. It would have been way shorter. Well, but remember, remember, Johan, was it just the one race or what else did we get out of today? Um, We got like the um qualifying races with the duels, the heats. Very entertaining. Those are actually pretty the what? good. The heats. Are, oh, the heats. Yes. You get called them heats, duels, okay. or qualifying races. Okay. Any of those. And so those were, how many laps were those? Do you remember? Um... I think they were 50. Okay, so there's two of those. And then the main race was how many laps? 150. So technically, we got about 250 laps of racing, if you think about it that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is why I think they did that, because they kept it the same amount of length as the other um, races. So to your point, to not make it a super duper short race, they added those other, the, the heats or the duels before. And of course, I don't think they were expecting that the long the race would go as long as it did because it was a little longer than probably expected because there were lots of wrecks. Yeah, I mean, they were making jokes about it on the broadcast. About <laughs> it was really entertaining. It was a wreck fest. Now, this is actually something that we kind of talked a little bit about last week, and I wonder if it impacted the reason why we had more wrecks this week. Um, besides the fact that it was a short track, and that might have just been the reason, uh, we talked last week that they again. This is this is simulated race racing. Um, they get a reset button. The first race that they did at Homestead, they had two. Then last week they went to one, and we noticed a difference in the style, the aggression in the drivers. Right? I mean, wouldn't you say they were less aggressive last week? Why do you think that was the case? Because they had just one reset. If they were trying to be aggressive early on and they wrecked, that was pretty much it. Like they only had the one compared to last week and today's race where they had two. So they took more chances. Yeah, they had to be careful of their their way of driving because they didn't want to use up that one reset. No, I th- and that, that that that's actually the point. Like I I believe that's one of my theories, I guess, is that you gave all the drivers two resets. So they had more, they had, you know, they had a, a chance to reset themselves if they made a mistake early on, mid the race. 
as long as they manage that. Unless you were like, um, what was it, Bubba Wallace? And who was the other driver that <laughs> Daniel Suarez burned through his two in the first couple of laps, and that was it? Oh no, um, there was another driver. It wasn't Dan? Da- da- Danny Suarez was a whole other thing. He got parked because of oh, trying Bubba? to wreck his Is it Bubba? But I said yeah, Bubba, Bubba, but there Wallace. was another driver. Do you remember the other driver that used up his two right away and then was pretty much out? Uh, his two resets. Eric Jones. Because he was Eric out Jones. of this race. Yeah, it was Bubba what? and Eric. Clint Boyer? No. No. Clint, well, Clint, Clint finished. Clint, he finished. Clint, Clint got Bubba. Yeah, he got, <laughs> got Bubba. <laughs> that was funny. So let, actually, let's talk about that. So. Um, you know, Clint joked around about that he got bubbled. I was actually watching some of the Twitter chatter during the race at the time it was happening, and Bubba Wallace, uh, pretty close to after he left the race, was already responding uh, on Twitter, and uh, you know, because Clint Boyer was already talking on air, and um, Bubba was responding there. So I, I wonder, and they asked this question. I wonder. I want to go around and ask you guys, what do you think? There were a lot of folks that a lot of the drivers were upset with the with some of the things that happened. Do you think that that will carry on to the real racing when we go back to real cars and real tracks? Actually, Sebastian and I were just discussing that, and we think that it's not going to because it's going to be impossible. Some of these racers, some of these drivers, um, unfortunately, are not in cars with the same. Um, sponsors with the, or, or with the, the same, same equipment equipment that some of the other drivers. Oh, like the level be, of like their the level equipment of their the equipment. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like for example, today we saw you know Kyle uh, Daniel Larson. Suarez and Kyle Larson um, in an actual NASCAR race. You're not really going to see them driving that close to each other because normally Kyle Larson's up in the front because he's, he's got better. Equipment. He's got better equipment. Then Daniel Suarez does. He tends to run now in the back because of the car that the he's equipment in. That he has. Okay. Um, yeah, so we don't think it will. Um, I also think, even though like they're talking about it, you know, like saying that they're a little bit upset or whatever, I don't think they take it. They're they're taking it as serious as it would be if they were on the track, like with uh, Kyle Busch today. Kyle Busch is a really good driver at Bristol, um, and he was up there. Uh, and so Sebastian had actually mentioned, "Oh, I wonder if he's going to have beef with." Um, Ryan Priest, who Priest. got who wrecked him the last time. Yeah. So I said, I don't think so. I think he's taking this a little bit more lighthearted than he normally would. I think if it was real racing, then he probably would be very upset at what he did. I agree with you. I, I could see that. I definitely could see that the drivers would probably not carry it over. Um, but one thing I will say, and I and I found it kind of interesting as we were watching these drivers, they're competitive. And I think that you could see some of the frustration with Jimmy Johnson because they were interviewing him during the race. Um, Denny Hamlin, I don't think he had an in an in car or in set feed this week, so we didn't really see him. We just saw him on the track. We already know how competitive Denny Hamlin is, and and then Kyle Busch too. We didn't see a lot of him like on camera, but also I you know he's super he's one of the most competitive guys out there, and you could see that. Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Busch, and a Denny Hamlin. There were times throughout that race where each of those drivers had made significant moves in a positive way. Then they got caught up in other wrecks and things like that. So my point in saying that is, even though this is a simulation and these aren't real cars, I do believe these drivers, there is that competitive streak in, in some of them, especially the, the the top level of NASCAR, that are 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 kind of getting a little frustrated with all of the wrecks and maybe not with each other, but just what's happening. 
And I have a feeling before, if we get a few more of these um, iRacing events, you're going to see either a Jimmy Johnson, a Kyle Busch, or a Joey Logano, or Denny. Ha- Denny already won, but he's not done well the last few weeks. You're going to see those guys back up at the top, and they're going to. You're going to probably hear stories about how they went in their basement or their garage or wherever, and they spent hours during that week focusing on driving and taking it. Because we're still hearing a few of these drivers are like, "Oh yeah, I was running some practice laps this morning." So it'll be really interesting to see how that carries over. Uh, the rest of this iRacing season. Yes, Sebastian. So actually, I was thinking about something. These drivers for these last few weeks have been driving the iRacing. And eventually when we do get back to the to the real racing, like, will it take them a couple races to get used to it? Like, will we see some odd driving compared to how they usually drive? That's actually interesting. I kind of thought a little bit about that. Um, but I, I, maybe I would say the first few laps, like uh, the practice laps, like maybe the first time these guys get back in the car for the first five to 10 laps running out. And then it'll just, it's like riding a bike. They'll get the feel for the car and then they'll be gone. Um, it may be, and any, it might not even be that. It just, it's just, it's like when you haven't done something in a while, it, there's a little bit of rust. Um, but I, these guys are such professionals and they're top of their game. I think that it, I won't, I don't believe that that will be as much of a factor when they come back. I, I, I just think, um, the, the one thing that's missing from this racing and I, and you heard them talk about it in the broadcast, it's the feel for the car, the feel for the moment. Um, Mike joy and don't laugh too loudly. Uh, but he calls it the butt dino. And basically what he's talking about is the feel for the car. You feel it in the seat of your pants or your butt. And you feel the car moving from side to side. And when you go into a turn, you don't feel the same in the simulation. And that's why I think some of the drivers are having a little bit of a harder time adapting because they're used to using that knowledge, that feel of the car as a way to help them get faster and you you you've completely taken that out of it. So then you've got guys that have very good technical skill but maybe just don't have the feeling down just yet in regular NASCAR in the real driving that are still doing really well because it's all simulation. However, we did hear a podcast um last week in which they said that these this i racing simulation is the closest thing that you can get to actual driving and like when it comes to sports, like there are no, um, in fact, I think it was Clint Boyer who was saying in this podcast that basketball players don't go play. Um, what is that? It, yeah. 2k. Uh, yeah, NBA 2K, 2K. Thank you. Yep. Football players don't go play Madden, you know, to learn how to throw a ball or how to cat receive a ball. But when it comes to racing, uh, the I racing simulation is the closest thing to the actual the sport. actual sport. And so he was saying, for example, some of the drivers, young drivers that we're seeing at the front of the iRacing I um, uh, races, that uh, they're actual iRace uh, drivers in the iRacing League. And they've moved into like the Cup Series. But they, and that's why they are so good. And so like um, Tony was saying, some of the other drivers like, a Kyle Busch or a Jimmy Johnson who don't have as much experience in the iRacing, they're more, they're used to feeling the car and being in the car. So that's, it's, that's why it's, it, I, I think it's a little bit different and it's newer to them. And I think that's why somebody like um, Denny Hamlin 
has such a an expensive and technical rig because his actually moves and you feel it. So he feels like it feels like he's in his car when he's actually driving without the um, G forces. Yeah. As opposed to somebody like we talked about last week, Timmy Hill, who literally just has a steering wheel, a gaming steering wheel hooked onto his um, desk. his desk. But that's what he's used to because he came he's he's from iRacing League. That's how he started, you know, or, or was part of iRacing League. So he knows how to just drive from the technical, you know, point of view. Well, it'll be really interesting to see how these drivers continue to adapt and how these younger guys that are more technical uh, continue to do well and, and maybe see some of the guys that are more of the field type drivers, how well they'll do as this uh, iRacing series continues and, and hopefully eventually wraps up, um, at least from a point of view that it's the main racing. And then we get back to, to real racing at the yeah. track. So, so I still think it's a good thing because even though they're not physically in their cars racing laps around a track, that still gives them the ability to do racing. Yeah. And if you think about it, they're the only sport that is continuing to practice their sport. Well, you know, it's funny um, that I actually heard some some news that other sports leagues are, are watching what NASCAR is doing, and they're trying to figure out a way to continue to stay relevant. And some things that are out there, nothing's been announced officially, but there are rumors that there are discussions. The NBA is trying to figure out a way. Do you have and I and they may have had a, a like a, a 2K NBA 2K, like the video game um, a competition announced or they're thinking about doing it. But the, the newest thing that I just heard was that some of the teams and some of the players are considering doing a horse tournament. So, you know, how like we go out in our our uh, our driveway. And we play the game of horse. They are thinking of other NBA players doing that in their own little courts around the NBA. And so it's kind of cool. And it'll be something I'm sure someone like me, we love and us, we love sports. We may tune in. Uh, it, but the point that that mom made, I think, is that it still won't be the same. It'll be a nice show and it'll be a little entertaining. But you're not going to watch that and feel like, I There's just watched an NBA factor. game. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're. Well, you'll feel the competitiveness, but it just won't be the same. It it won't it won't be to the same level. I don't think, and it won't feel like. You know, we've heard other people say when they were changing the channels and they saw that there was a NASCAR thing going on, it took them a second to realize, oh, this is a simulation. This isn't a real race. Whereas if you see basketball players playing horse, yeah, it's basketball, but that's not the traditional basketball game you're used to. And it doesn't have the same level of competitiveness that we're all used to. So NASCAR is is truly trying to do something that's different. And I'm thankful. I know we all are. It gives our Sundays that otherwise would probably be a little less exciting, something to, to root for. And, and I do feel like we get excited for them. Right, Johan? Don't you get excited for these races? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah? Does it feel like we're watching a real race at the end? Do you kind of forget that it's a simulation at the end? Um, no. I think even, not even (laughs) at the end, um, pretty close into the race. Yeah, Wani already was fully invested in the race and got incredibly... Yeah, um, Gio, tell us about that. Tell us about your emotions. Tell us why you were so Um, excited today and maybe not in a good way. Excited is... um, a very strong, strong term. The wrong term? The very, very wrong term in this situation. I was honestly pretty upset because 
of how Joy Logano was running in the race. And then again, I realized it's a simulator and I I realize I'm screaming at a simulator. And it's, but he's it's, driving it. So you're upset with the way that the race is playing out for him. Yeah, and I was I was kind of uh, yeah, I, it was like that. Um, it was frustrating to see him getting caught up in all those wrecks, and he, yes. he was like, "I'm trying, and I'm getting caught up in wrecks." I know Jimmy Johnson was up there, and he was trying as well. And Johan was just right. Johan, you were a little frustrated too yourself with Jimmy, didn't it? For a moment there, did you forget you were watching the simulation? Yeah, uh, I. For a little bit, but I was like, but it was like, um, but you I'm were just, upset though, weren't you upset? Yeah, I was upset. Um, and I was like, wait, this is a simulator, deal with it, <laughs> just deal with it. Well, it'll, uh, like we said, well, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. So, Sebastian, um, tell us about next week, Johan. There's a um holiday coming up. What is it? Easter, baby. Yeah, so because it's going to be Easter weekend next week, there will be nothing. No NASCAR race at all. However, the the following week, we will probably, according to the NASCAR schedule, we will be going to Richmond. Okay. And then after that, from until May 9th, which is when we're supposed to actually go back, we'll have Talladega and Dover. And then May 9th, potentially, we'll be, uh, they if they could decide be real cars to just back on the track. What race is that? That would be Martinsville, unless they decide to continue the season from back when they started the I racing. Okay. And they haven't said anything. Gio, have you heard anything about that? Whether or not they're going to go back and redo some of the races, or they're just going to pick up from where they are and figure out the rest of the season later? Nope. I think they're, um, I haven't heard anything, but personally, I just. Personally, I just think that they're going to stay with this. Uh, what they're just gonna stay with the schedule, and um, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna kind of be disappointed when they go back to real racing. I mean, it'll be NASCAR again, but I'm really enjoying the sim racing. So you are enjoying the sim racing. Well, the yeah. the, the i racing still continues. It just uh, it, it just won't have the star power that it does today. Um, yeah. So anyway. So we'll we'll yeah we'll see how the rest of the uh, the season plays out. I would actually um like to add one more thing to that. Yeah. For those of you who um are listening, and if you actually enjoy this eye racing, look out on Twitch and YouTube for the NASCAR Coca Cola eye racing series, which doesn't actually have official um the real drivers, but it has top notch pro drivers racing these cars with their own sponsors and stuff. It's um very entertaining. I actually have tuned into a few of the races. Um, they run the exact same program as this NASCAR one. And what was that NASCAR Coca Cola? NASCAR i race uh, NASCAR i racing Coca Cola series. Um, it again, it is really right. fun. Well, what we'll do for our listeners, we'll put a link in the podcast or with the podcast and in. And our Twitter. So when this episode does go out, we'll make sure that that's there. You can click to it. We'll we'll work with Mr. Giovanni to get that, and we'll send you guys over if you're interested in following a little bit of more eye racing. So uh, one thing I just realized is that we talked all about the race, and we never talked about the winner. So real quick, Johan, who won today's race? William Byron from Hendrick Motorsports. And who actually uh, won? Uh, who came in second? Because it was pretty close, wasn't it, near the end? Um, John Hunter and Ivacek. 
the top two finishers were actually the um, Heat winners. Oh, okay. That's right. And and uh, Byron kind of ran away with it and was pretty close. But the action at the end of that race was between second, third, and fourth, uh, which was between Nemechek. Um, Hill and Hamlin. Yeah. Timmy Hill, uh, last week's winner. And Hamlin and uh, I, I thought honestly at one point Hamlin was going to come in second after having his car uh, somewhat destroyed, but uh, it was a good race um, in the end. After all the wrecks got, we got through all those wrecks. So hopefully NASCAR will figure out the right formula for our next race, potentially at Richmond in two weeks after Easter. Speaking of Richmond. That was actually a race that we have been to. A few years back, we went to the Spring Richmond race. Uh, I believe it was 2017. Actually, it was 2016 when um, Carl Edwards puts the bump and run to Kyle Busch on the final lap. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. I think we'll all remember that one. Yes, we actually have um, some video footage of the end of that race. That Don't we get Don't we get um, Don't. Dad. You no. can check out on don't our Facebook don't, page. Don't. Stop. Don't. Don't. Just don't. Come on. We're going to put it out there. Ah, it's, so. bad. it's bad for both of us. Wait, how's it bad for you? You're not the one watching the race. No, because he, he was also disappointed. And, and Gio's reaction was almost as, as impactful as your reaction. Because he, what I loved about Giovanni's reaction was when he looked over at you, you saw that brotherly love. Definitely. And he, that was one of, actually one of my prouder moments as a father. Because... I felt bad that I was recording your disappointment, but then Gio, while watching the race, realized what was happening and immediately looked at you on on the camera on the on the in the scene and, and the video that we I happened to capture and you could see his emotion. So yes, we definitely are gonna put that video out. Why? Uh, because I it's a I think it's a great example of how much you guys love NASCAR. Yes, Johan. This is one of the reasons I do not like Carl Edwards. Why? Because of what he did to Kyle Busch? Mm-hmm. Either way, it was a fun race. It didn't end up like we wanted, but we did get a great moment out of it. We're going to put that video up there. But as mom was saying, when we go to Richmond, uh, when we went to Richmond, we had a good time, but it wasn't just the race itself. Yeah. So one of the things that we do when we go to races is that we make a trip out of it. Um we look. We try to find places that are nearby. We go sightseeing. Yes, to check out and sightsee. And uh, we got to uh, visit a historical site, which, as a history buff, I was really excited to check out. And uh, that place was called Monticello, which is the home of Thomas, Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson. And uh, as you're already starting to learn, we love to do tours. So we got to go into his house and see where he lived, where he worked. We got to see the um, servant quarters, his wine cellar. It was a really neat experience. And if you're ever in Richmond, you should check it out. Uh, it also has a special view. Um, from There's a special view from his house, which is... Where, what's the view of, Sebastian? Of the University of Virginia, which Thomas Jefferson helped create. He, he started the University of Virginia. That was something yeah. actually that I thought was interesting and, and something that we learned while we were out there. So they are the uh, University of Virginia Cavaliers, correct? Is that That's what their, yeah. uh, their mascot is. Okay. Yeah. No, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. I love seeing that historical side and 
And honestly, it's a little backwards for us compared to a lot of other families. But NASCAR brought us to this area and we otherwise probably wouldn't have gone and visited Richmond and done some of the historical things that we were able to do, like visiting Monticello, had it not been for the fact that there was a racetrack uh, within driving distance. So I thought that was kind of cool. We also visited one of the most important cities of our history. Which was? Washington, D.C. Which is the capital of the United States. Yeah, the yeah. cap. Yeah, we did. And there was a lot of there was actually a lot of stuff there, but I think we're going to we're going to actually save that. We'll talk a little bit more about our trip to Washington DC and all of the different museums and the different uh, sites that we got to check out and see while we were there. I think we actually ended up spending a little over two days. A day right? and a half. A day and a half because we went, we visited, stayed in a hotel, and we came back uh, the following day. So we'll talk a, a lot more about that in our next episode that we're going to we're going to be doing. And now it's Tony's Six Degrees of NASCAR, where Tony tries to connect pop culture with NASCAR in less than six degrees of separation. Last week... It was Mr. Johan, and who did we have last week? Robert Downey Jr. And who was the main person that I was able to use to connect Robert Downey Jr. to NASCAR? Ant-Man. Ant-Man or Paul Rudd. Yes, sir. All right. This week, I am going to select Sebastian. Sebastian, how are we going to do this? All right. So I'm going to pick one of my favorite actors of all time, Keanu Reeves. So I got to connect Keanu Reeves to NASCAR. Now, let me think. I got it. What recent movie was Keanu Reeves in? John Wick Chapter 4. Nope. Too easy. Yes, Johan. Do you know? Uh, I know you've seen this movie. I'll give you a clue. Toy Story 4. And who was he in Toy Story 4? Oh, um, uh, Duke Kaboom. Duke Kaboom. So he played Duke Kaboom in Toy Story 4, which connects him to the Toy Story franchise. All right, you got one down. Who's also in the Toy Story franchise in pretty much every Pixar movie? John Ratzenberger. John Ratzenberger, who is also in Cars. Cars. One, two, and three. Cars 1 had Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Cars 3 also had Chase Elliott and Daryl Waltrip. That's how you connect Keanu Reeves to NASCAR. So we actually, I think we've had a great podcast, but we're running a little long, but I do want to make sure that we cover off on what's going on in the world. So, you know, don't want to belabor a really bad situation where the whole point of us doing this podcast is to bring hope and give people a little bit of a distraction. And NASCAR kind of inspired us because they kind of picked up that mantle while we didn't have anything going on and decided they were going to do this simulated racing. So some we could have something to talk about and watch every Sunday. And so um, we're still looking for distractions, but the reality is this, this situation, it's tough. I mean, we've now been home for about three weeks and we've been staying in the house. Uh, you guys, the three of you actually have not left this house in almost a month. And I'm surprised and amazed that you guys have been great. And you got, you know, you'll, you get at each other's throats every now and then, but you guys have been really great. Tell me how you guys have been able to handle this, this change of not going to school and be able to stay happy. Johan, you had your hand up. What were you going to say? 
I haven't been in my mom's car for a while. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like a long while. Since March 12th. We haven't been in a car at all, so. What is the outside world like? Like, I've only done bike rides. Oh, my God. I'm like Scott Lang in Ant-Man and the Wasp. What it's, the it's, heck it's, happened? Do people even do anything now? <laughs> yes, they do. They're, believe it or not, the one thing that's a little bit surprising for your mother and I is that when we go out there, we still see a lot of people. More people than we expect are, to be out mm-hmm. are out there. There are a lot more cars out on the road than I would expect. I mean, you're supposed to only be out if you're not working in the medical field or as first responders or an essential, you know, usually it's food. Um, so other than that, you're not supposed to go out unless it's just for food. Yeah, I, I think it's people chasing other people for toilet paper. They're going to run them <laughs> over, take them out, hijack the car. I will and then say escape. on a toilet paper note, um, we have seen toilet paper yep, at the Toilet source. paper is making a comeback. It, it is. It's coming back. I will say today we went out to get some food and noticed there were a lot less cars than on a typical Sunday. So we are starting to see it. But still, surprisingly, there were more people than we thought were going to be on the road. Yeah, Johan. Well, I have something to say. If if you have toilet paper, you're rich. (laughs) Yes, you are. And nowadays, if you have toilet paper, you're very, very rich. Um, But no, seriously, guys, tell us, tell us, tell our listeners what has kept you guys going and that you because you you guys don't seem depressed you don't you seem to be pretty well adjusted and everything i know i saw yo uh giovanni today was connecting with a friend while playing some minecraft which we're, i thought was nice we were pvping and what it, okay what does that mean a player versus player so we were fighting um and it was fun it was a lot of fun um we did like 20 matches and it turns out i'm not that good at pvp i only won two and is that one of the ways that you like to stay connected is to connect yeah. through online gaming? With I, I will say I I have noticed that of our kids, Giovanni has connected, like kept connecting with his friends. He's kept connecting with his friends since the last time that he saw them. Um, so has Johan. Yeah, he gets on FaceTime sometimes with his buddy. Um, so, yeah. So the kids have been really good about connecting with their friends. Uh, the boys all started distance learning this past week. So that's been good too, because that's helped us stay, get into a routine it's torture. and have some, stru- some structure. It is not torture. If it is. He's been, uh, Giovanni has been able to actually connect and see his friends on zoom. Oh, that's good. Both from school and uh, church. I don't, so have fr- I don't have friends at school. His classmates from school and his Thank teacher, you. his colleagues, acquaintances. So yeah. So again, having distance learning, um, it's, it's good because it's it's helped us create a routine for our new normal. So I'm hearing I'm hearing connecting uh, in some way through friends, either through calls or online gaming. Johan connecting with your friends. I think you even got a letter from a friend and you're going to be writing letters to some of your friends, which I think is kind of cool. And and the distance learning kind of helping us get in a routine. What's a letter? I text. <laughs> yes, Sebastian. Another thing for me is that I like to think positive and the way to help me with that is that I've created a playlist of songs that are positive and make me feel good. Like the um, new Elton John song that won Best Original Song at the Oscars. That is a really good song to... What's the name of it? I'm Gonna Love Me Again. Okay. Sounds like a positive song. Another song is also by Elton John, the I'm Still Standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you can't sing too much of that song because then we have to pay music rights Copyright. and that'll blow our budget. And then the final <laughs> the singing. final song I'll mention is 
uh, one from a couple of years ago. It has to do with NASCAR. Candyman by Aloe, Aloe Black and Zed. It was done for the 50th anniversary of the M&M's for, brand. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, I think, um, I think music is a great way to kind of help with that. I think uh, connecting with your friends, whether it's through gaming or writing letters, we'll have to explain to Gio what that is. Uh, afterwards or just having routine. Fortunately for me, I've had that for the past three weeks because I have, although I've been home, I've been working a lot. That's probably going to change in the next couple of weeks and that'll be another challenge we'll have to overcome. You know what? I'm excited and I think I mentioned this last time, this podcast is something that I'm looking forward to doing with you guys every week. When do we record, Johan? Once per week and... What day? Sunday. Sundays. And when do we release? Tuesday. Tuesday. So... That's what we're looking forward to doing is releasing our podcast. Um, before we turn it over to Gio to take us home, any last thoughts about this week's race or what we expect to see over the next couple of weeks when we get back to racing in Richmond? Let's start with Mr. Johan. A bump and run. Bump and run? Like Martinsville. Like Martinsville. All right. But that'll be, if, if we get to Martinsville May 9th, that, that, that may be our first real race again. Seabass? Chaos. What do you mean by that? Rex, Rex, Rex. Caution, caution, caution. Are you thinking in iRacing or in when we get back to real racing? Both. Both? All right. <laughs> Chaos and Rex. I think we're going to wrap it up, turn it over to our closer. Anyway, guys, thank you for giving us a little bit of your time. We want to thank you for listening on in. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell down there. That way you get notified whenever we upload a brand new episode. Let's go, racing family. Out. Oh.